Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. to show a little more casual today. What's going on? Welcome to Bet the Edge here on our NBC Sports Edge YouTube channel. The show's Bet the Edge, but there's a new hashtag I'm also starting here on the show. It's A-D-D-I-W. All Drew does is win. If you want to tweet us that, I will be following along till the end of the NBA season. Um, we're going to get into the NBA in just a little bit, but also on today's show, Corey Parson coming on with his favorite plays in the NFL for week 14. We're going to find out if Corey's backing his Cowboys as a favorite in a huge matchup against the Washington football team. Drew and I are also going to break down the college bowl markets uh, because so much movement now with the quarterback statuses like Kenny Pickett, Carson Strong up in the air. We're going to get into that and see if we can find an edge in the bowl games. We also have our edge of the day. That is, of course, where our new hashtag comes in, ADDIW. All these guys have been coming up here on Bet the Edge powered by. That pressure is going to be on Drew for the rest of the I know what you're trying to do here. I know this is an elaborate jinx, and I'm not here for it. It is not. I'm so jealous. I wake up, I'm like, I'm exhausted every morning. I'm trying to find a winner like you. I'm trying to be so good in the betting market. Drew, seriously, last night was a night for the ages. You have been outstanding, and tailing Drew's plays in the NBA seriously is beneficial. If you're not, you could ch- obviously listen to the podcast here. Check it out on Twitter. His fatigue factor, his model's been outstanding. We're going to get into that later in the show. There is nothing facetious about that. Um, <laughs> we're going to start in the NFL, where your girl here has placed some wagers, and we're trying to get some dubs tonight. And that is, of course, between the Steelers playing the Minnesota Vikings on the road Vikings laying three and a half points, Drew. Total sitting at 43 and a half for tonight. Broke the game down a ton over the last few days. Um, But curious to get your thoughts because I've placed two wagers for my edge of the day. But your overall handicap now on this game. Yeah, this is a very interesting one. And I liked uh, the market, his consensus uh, with your look here that this is going to be a snoozer. Um, And I can't really say that I disagree because there are a couple of huge red flags about how the Vikings are going to get this thing done. Obviously, the Vikings uh, have some issues at running back. We know Dalvin Cook is returning from a separated shoulder. Uh, If they try to give him a full load, I really am not sure that that works against this stout uh, run defense for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then Vikings, of course, without one of their key cogs in Adam Thielen, he has been secretly their more important wide receiver in terms of moving the chains and and especially in the red zone. Justin Jefferson is obviously the better player but he's been getting a ton of double coverage this this year overall and and now now that uh, Thielen's out I don't know why Pittsburgh wouldn't lean into that and then similarly Christian Derisaw was playing outstanding tackle for this Minnesota team he's unavailable 
uh, the pass rush for the Steelers could have an absolute field day going up against uh, Kirk Cousins, who gets a little squirrely when the pocket falls apart. So um, this could be a, a pretty ugly one for the Minnesota offense. But at the same time, I'm not running to the window to bet plus three and a half on the Steelers because their offense hasn't shown us anything either. Uh, ben Roethlisberger looks like he's at the very tail end of his career. Some of the decisions he's making, particularly in some of the bigger games this season, have been laughable. Let's not forget that he needed overtime to get past Geno Smith and the uh, Seahawks in prime time when they had a 14-point lead at halftime. They tied the Lions. Uh, yeah, they tied the uh, – that's right. They tied the Lions. People forget, uh, not yes. this girl that watches these games. I don't forget about the tie to the Detroit Lions. Yeah, here. they also uh, – you know, they, there's you know, the laughable gaffes against the Bengals in both games head-to-head. Um, so, it's you know, it's tough to have a ton of confidence that Pittsburgh is going to go light the world on fire here, even against the Minnesota defense that's not doing anything special this year. So – Two fatally flawed teams here, as far as I can tell you. Talk about um, flawed, Drew. Let's just talk about the Vikings for a second. They're the only team in the National Football League to lead in every game by at least seven points. You know what they are? Five and seven. They cannot hold on to a lead. And now, as you said, going up against a really good defense uh, in the Pittsburgh Steelers. So three and a half too many, but I didn't touch a side in this game for both of the reasons you just mentioned. Yeah, all seven losses for the Vikings by one score. Most of them at the end of the game. They have found ways to lose. This is a team that is five and seven, but otherwise has a pedigree of a very a clear playoff team in an otherwise weak NFC. So yeah, I mean, two things could happen here. Minnesota continues their foibles. They get uh, pushed around by the Pittsburgh defense. Pittsburgh defense is the distinguishing unit in this contest. Or Minnesota plays their Super Bowl because they got nothing to lose now. They're five and seven. They're not out of the playoff race, but certainly they can't afford to drop another one and expect to get any you know have anyone buy into them. So. This is uh this is the last stand for this Minnesota team, and uh, realistically, this just probably sets up for an in-game wager. The Vikings, when they've had a lead this year, they take their foot off the gas. They let their opponent back in. That's their DNA, apparently. Similarly, Pittsburgh, if they all of a sudden go, well, we're winning by fourteen. Let's give Najee Harris three touches in a row. Oh. Three yards and two yards in a cloud of dust, one yard in a cloud of dust, one yard in a cloud of dust. I mean, obviously they're playing indoors, so there's no dust, but you know what I mean. You know, this could get uh, this could get ugly in terms of Pittsburgh trying to put away their lead, Minnesota trying to put away their lead. So uh, I think I'm just going to watch this one, collect a little information in the first half, and then uh, bet on whoever's at a deficit at halftime. Yeah, I love the live betting approach for this game. Um, I played the under 45. We're looking at 44 now. I kind of I know it's bounced around between 43 and a half. Um, that was my favorite wager earlier in the week, getting that under. Also, yesterday I talked about Tyler Conklin in depth. I loved his prop 39 and a half. I took the over for the reasons I thought was going to happen. Adam Thielen ruled out. That's huge, uh, especially for this Steelers defense giving up just around 50 yards per game, two tight ends. So rooting for Tyler Conklin to have a big game. Maybe I'll parlay those two and get a little negative correlation and some plus money um we're going to continue breaking down the nfl in just a second uh guys it's going to be a great weekend the nbc sports predictor app powered by points bet is giving you a chance to win over one million dollars this weekend it starts on saturday in the premier league then on sunday the one million dollars is up for grabs with sunday night seven in the bears and packers matchup download the predictor app today from your app store or visit nbcsports.com predictor for more info Excited to continue to break down the NFL Week 14 slate aside from Thursday Night Football tonight. We welcome in Corey Parson to help us do just that. Corey, I got to start with your team. It's the Dallas Cowboys, and they're laying four against Washington. Early money certainly came in all over the football team when this first opened just around five. 
Now let's take your favorite team and, and the fan in you out of this game. And let's hear about your handicap because the Cowboys are one of those teams. Their offense when they're dynamic, so fun to watch and I want to back them, but their defense lately has been kind of difficult um, and kind of shooting themselves in the foot a little bit. Hence why I think the under was an original look for me, just in case their offense couldn't get it going. And hopefully, hopefully their defense could pull it together against Taylor Heineke. What's your initial lean on this game? Uh, first of all, good morning to both of you and hope everything is going well. Drew, good job on that Wizards call last night. I was on the opposite side of that one, but I also money lined it, so I felt good about that. But um, in, in, in D.C., this is called Dallas Week because this rivalry is like a big deal to the Washington, D.C. market. Dallas Cowboy fans really could care less about a team that <laughs> really has been irrelevant for the better part of two decades now. Um, with that being said, we're looking at a situation right here in this one. Oh, are you a Cowboys fan? I forgot. <laughs> I may have heard. Somebody may have said that. But no, we're looking at a situation with this one where um, the Washington football team has have played good football. That defense that we heard about in the beginning of the season has finally showed up uh, towards the latter quarter of the season, and they're playing well, winning streak, playing good football. But really – Look at the situation in this one where the Dallas Cowboys, if they can do anything, they can play against NFC East teams. Dak Prescott, 17 and 8 ATS in his career against NFC East teams. And a matter of fact, he's 7 and 1 on the money line versus the Washington football team. So to me, even though Dallas is on the road and have not looked great as of yet, this is an easy play to the Dallas Cowboys, our latest number with no problem. Matter of fact, I played it earlier in the week when it was minus five before that money came in on Washington. So I still feel good about the Cowboys this week. So going up to FedEx Field, which will be full of Dallas Cowboy fans. So no sweat on this one, Sarah. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys fans, they travel well. They're all over the world. I'll give you that much here, Corey. Dallas certainly getting the better of the injury report so far this week. Um, and uh, they're going to need it because the uh, last two times combined score here would be 66 to 19 in favor of the Washington football team. So uh, that was game one of those games. <laughs> Matter of fact, that got missed those two games. That's a fair point. That is. A point. <laughs> um, either way, this is uh, it's going to be a great contest. Uh, we'll break down that game a bit more on blitzing the board. But uh, I'm curious your take on uh, this next one here, and one we are in strong agreement. Why in the world are the Carolina Panthers favorites? Even I know they beat the Falcons head to head once already this season. Now they host the Falcons, but this team is in turmoil. The week's events of uh, the firing Joe Brady, which, if you ask me, had nothing to do with their problems so far this season, was confusing. And realistically, everything Matt Rule has said since publicly has given you no indication that they have a solid direction for the future of this franchise. Is this a decent spot then to uh, sell this Panthers team uh, that is in disarray against the Falcons team that's just, you know, they're chugging along. They're getting wins against the bad teams on their schedule. And, uh, you know, they have a chance to get a win here with the short road dog. Yeah, you got a situation here, and, and you're right. When I first saw this, I was trying to figure out why the Panthers were the favorite. So I hopped over the Falcons early in the week, got the Falcons on the money line, got the Falcons plus three. So I feel good about Atlanta, which is, remember, at the beginning of the season, I wrote off betting on the Atlanta Falcons, but they are four and two. A little birdie told me, look at the Falcons on the road. They are four and two ATS and on the money line on the road this season. And under Matt Rule, the Panthers are god-awful ATS and on the money line at home. So this is an easy play for in the division for me for the Atlanta Falcons team. Like you said, Carolina just making bad decisions this year. I don't understand the firing of Brady. Rule was a guy who I respect. I thought he was going to be able to turn the franchise around. But Christian McCaffrey can't stay on the field. Sam Donald was a disaster. You know, I mean, Gardner Minshew was out there, and they brought in Sam Donald. So I just feel real, and I feel like the, the, the Panthers 
are really playing out the stretch of the season. Now, them being a favorite scares me because odds makers know this too. But I, I think I think the Falcons ought to play in this one. I got the Falcons at three and on the money line. And thankfully, the number is moving in the right direction. So I feel good about Atlanta this week. It's pretty rare we're all on the same side. I mean, it happens time to time, but I also am with you guys. I don't know what is warranting Carolina to be a favorite, regardless of them being at home. We've talked about it all season. Home field advantage has not made an impact this season whatsoever. So 100% with you on the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, The next game I want to talk to you about, Corey, is a game I'm going to talk about edge of the day. That is the Kansas City Chiefs laying just around nine, nine and a half points versus the Raiders opened at 10. And quite frankly, I've liked the Chiefs all along. I think this is a really good matchup and a situational spot for them as well. So the Kansas City Chiefs playing the Raiders. Chiefs obviously, you know, still in the hunt for the one seed in the AFC, believe it or not. So what do you think about this one? Yeah, nice way for the Chiefs to turn around and bounce back after it seemed like Armageddon to start the season. But now we see them back on track. They're in a five-game winning streak winning three straight games against the spread, which is something that the Kansas City Chiefs really do not do. And I think one of the things about the Chiefs is, like much like the Cowboys, they know how to play the teams in their division. Kansas City is 4-3 and three ATS under Pat Mahomes versus the um, Las Vegas Raiders um, in, in, that, in that same time frame, 6-1 and one on the money line. So even though this number seems kind of inflated, um, I think this is the easy play right here to the Chiefs. We've seen the Chiefs cover these big numbers, especially last week. They went out ahead and did it. So Kansas City is playing their best football of the year right now. And I guess they're looking at really a weakened AFC, no disrespect to the Patriots. But when you have a team at the top of the conference that has a rookie quarterback, I think Pat Mahomes and the guys feel pretty good that they can make a trip back to the Super Bowl. I think this is a trade. We all agree here. Uh, this is Chiefs surpass. And realistically, uh, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Raiders don't have the personnel. They don't have the scheme to do what every other team that has stopped Mahomes can do, and uh, that is play the uh, the two high safeties. So uh, realistically, Mahomes, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, they should all have really, really solid days on Sunday. Go ahead, Corey. Hopefully, hopefully they do that for their fantasy managers too because they're going to need them in this, in this critical week 14. So that would be good for them. I was just going to say for fantasy purposes, player prop purposes, Travis Kelsey, they had no answer for him in week 10. I can't imagine them coming up with a with an answer for Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Tyreek Kill for now week 14. Corey's on Twitter at the fantasy exec. If you want to get some early action on the NFL, which is very important, he writes an in-pocket article at the beginning of the week, handicapping his favorite plays in the NFL each and every week. That's on NBCSportsEdge.com. Corey, thank you so much. Thank you and good luck, everybody, this weekend. We appreciate you listening to Bet the Edge, wherever you're listening. Rate the podcast, sign up. We're giving you actionable information every weekday in just about 30 minutes or less. The lines move quickly. Money's already coming back in on the Kansas City Chiefs as we speak. So we do want to make sure you're gaining an edge with us. Be sure to sign up and rate the pod. That's right. And you can hit us up on Twitter as well. That's the beauty of today's age and social media. If you enjoy this show, if you want to pick our brains, if you want to give us your tips as you have information and you break down your handicap, uh, you can reach out to us directly. I'm available at whale underscore capper. Love chatting with the people. And Sarah is at Sarah Perlman. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. And if you don't want to tweet me directly, just use the hashtag ADDIW. I'll be able to find that as well. That's the one I'm going to keep going for the NBA season with Drew. In all seriousness, let's head on to college football because it's been fascinating, Drew, to see a lot of these bull, mar bull markets, excuse me, uh, move a ton and move often. And it's really just because of the quarterback situations for a lot of the schools. So let's start with Western Michigan playing Nevada. Western Michigan is now laying three points. The line, believe it or not, opened with Nevada laying six points, totals 59 and a half. It's been crazy. And it's really all about Carson Strong. And this is, uh, we'll, we'll go through all the games and talk about the quarterback situations. But for this one in particular, to see this line movement for a bowl game in the quick lane bowl has been ridiculous. What's your recommendation and now lean on this game, how to get involved? Yeah. So this is the important thing to keep in mind with all of this stuff. Most of the betting action for college bowls will come on day of. There are a lot of people who are not kind of continue, you know, who are betting two weeks out, three weeks out on these. They're going to wait until the, you know, the morning of like, oh, I'm going to watch this bowl. I'll, I'll bet on it. And if you wake up on the morning of the uh, whatever this uh, <laughs> whatever this bowl is between <laughs> between uh, uh, Western Michigan and Nevada, December twenty uh, seventh, you wake up whatever time you're waking up in the morning, eleven a.m. So you better be up early for the quick lane bowl. <laughs> the quick lane bowl. Thank you. I, I, I they, they change so they change every year. The quick lane bowl. If you wake up and you're like, oh, I'm gonna watch the quick lane bowl, and you catch the the crawl that Carson Strong's not playing in the quick lane bowl, and you're like, oh, well, I'm gonna go bet Western Michigan then. The news was broken, or at least it was talked about among some of the sharper circles last week. And this line flipped, uh, as you mentioned, from minus six to Nevada to two and a half and now three trending to three for Western Michigan. And, you know, in general, the Mac does fairly well in bowls. They travel reasonably well. They, you know, this is a team, you know, the teams from sort of the uh, uh, this mid central part of the country, Big Ten and uh, Mac do get a little bit of fan support in general in bowl season. And they tend to perform a little bit better than the teams that are just sort of uh, running out their season. And Nevada, not only have they lost Carson Strong here, but Jay Norville, head coach, moving on to Colorado State. So coach and QB both leaving the picture here for Nevada and the Wolfpack. That has a deflationary effect just in terms of the team in general and their 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 intensity for this game. There may be other players, wide receivers who opt to who elect to, to opt out of this one as well, just on the basis of um, you know, they don't want to put bad tape out there with the backup quarterback or, you know, or otherwise. So, right. um, you know, this is a, they, they, these things have a tendency to, uh, to go around and uh, realistically Western Michigan at minus two and a half, still a small edge. As far as I can tell you, this probably ought to be three. Uh, and uh, realistically, I think the quick lane bowl is uh, really the Western Michigan's to lose considering the circumstances. Right. And, and we're talking about getting 27th and wanting to bet this game. It's December 9th. So word is out. Lines have moved. 
probably recommend getting in now before it's too late. Also, a good point that was just brought to my attention. You think about Western Michigan having a slight kind of home field advantage playing in Detroit at the Lions Stadium. So that's big for their fans probably as well. Another crazy kind of um, situation, I think, in my opinion, is Sam Howell likely playing in the Duke Mayo's Duke's Mayo Bowl. Pretty surprised about this one. North Carolina laying seven. It's not really a ton you see quarterbacks that are draft eligible playing in a bowl game, but he wants to do just that. Um, what's your lean on this game? Obviously, North Carolina laying seven. Yeah, so this one is very fascinating because there were reports earlier this week mm -hmm. that Howell was going to play. And upon those reports being released, this number ticked up from North Carolina minus seven to almost minus 10. And then there was a wave of South Carolina backers that went to the window, put some heavy action in. And uh, there are people out there that believe sincerely that Howell is not going to go when the time comes. The Duke Mayo Bowl uh, is South Carolina's to lose. Uh, and, uh, you know, Howell mat matters a ton. He's probably about a seven point to the spread type of a player. Also rumors that the number one uh, wide receiver for North Carolina is going to skip this one. So if those two players ultimately end up out, South Carolina is going off as a pick or a small favorite. And uh, in general, uh, Shane Beamer, who is the head coach for South Carolina, is a rising superstar. He totally. is doing he is he doesn't have the roster. He doesn't have the talent. But what he's doing in game and some of his preparations, some of his scheme and a lot of his in game decision making is among the best that I've seen in college football this season. Uh, they're six and six, six and six against the spread. So it's going a little bit unnoticed. But ultimately, the uh, the Gamecocks are live for this bowl. And if you can get them now, plus seven or you can get them now on the money line at plus 220. Uh, I think you might wake up to a fun surprise on uh, on December 30th when uh, Duke Mayo Bowl may look market may look very different. So we'll be curious to see if Sam Howell is going to play in this bowl game against South Carolina. As you mentioned, kind of Shane Bieber uh, being an up-and-comer in the coaching for college football. Both teams, by the way, lost three of their last five games to end the season. Probably some motivation to finish on a high note. Final one where the quarterback, he certainly matters in this one, is, of course, the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl in Atlanta, Georgia. Michigan State playing Pitt. Now, Drew, Pitt opened as three-and-a-half-point favorites, and now we're looking at a pick -em because Kenny Pickett not playing. Probably the right decision. I know people have different or various opinions rather quarterbacks should play, given the situation that Kenny Pickett is in. I side with stay healthy. That's how it goes. But regardless... Kenny Pickett, obviously, and very well could be the number one quarterback taken in this upcoming draft in the National Football League, not going, and that matters. Clearly, a ton of money on Michigan State has rolled in. I've not placed a wager on this game. What is now your recommendation how to handle a backup quarterback playing Michigan State in the Peach Bowl? Yeah, this funny thing is, uh, on paper, you're looking at Kenny Pickett versus Kenny Walker uh, as like the matchup between the two Heisman finalist Kennys. Not likely to see either of these players mm -hmm. in the Peach Bowl, which is tough, but so it goes. The uh, in general, Pitt without Kenny Pickett is a disaster. Their defense is extremely suspect. And realistically, Pat Narduzzi has made some decisions in game and preparation for games this season that just make you want to pull your hair out. They won because of Kenny Pickett this year and no other reason. And realistically, this should probably be Michigan State as a small favorite here. I know, again, the most of the value has been sucked out of this uh, number, but uh, I think that ultimately, once you get confirmation of this stuff, right, most of the betting that has been done on all of these players that we're talking about has been speculative. And it's based on rumor. It's based on just people looking at patterns, looking at the, you know, looking at practice uh, information. And uh, realistically, we're not going to get confirmation for another week or so. But uh, ultimately, 
you may see this line. Maybe Kenneth, maybe Kenneth Walker declares that he will not go first, and then this line ticks, and you can get a plus money spot on Michigan State. But if Kenny Pickett ultimately uh, waves the white flag and decides not to play in the Peach Bowl, this is a clear bet on Michigan State in my mind. And right now, it's off the board in most spots, including points bet. It'll come back up, but because there's so much uncertainty right now, survolving both Kenny's Kenny Walker and Kenny Pickett, uh, it's a stay away for most books. So keep your eye on the status of those two players, as of course they matter tremendously. Just looking at Michigan State's pass defense, they gave up 337.7 passing yards per game. Kenny Pickett was playing. This would be a really fun game, but of course, probably understand the decision for both players on on the teams to stay healthy and get ready. For the draft. Um, I'm actually curious, do you, does it bother you when players, you know, declare for the draft and opt out of the bowl game? Or do you think it's the right decision? I'm actually just curious. Absolutely the right decision. Me too. I, all, all, all of true fans, it, I so, think, oh you know, want their, want their star player, quarterback, running back, defensive end, whatever to play in these games. And it's like, they have a career in front of them. I, Put yeah. in a position. Well, how did you feel last year with Florida? Because like that was absolutely insane. Like they've had no wide receivers in that game. Trask went out there anyway, embarrassed himself, but it didn't ultimately hurt his draft status. I don't think. But Kyle Pitts badly. went fifth, what fifth overall yeah. last fourth, year? Yeah, made a ton overall. of money. Fourth Tony overall, yeah, to the Atlanta yeah. Falcons. Yes. Yes. Stay healthy. Get your money. I went to high school with the Bosa brothers and Joey Bosa. I remember when he did not, when he declared for the draft, he was going to opt out of the Ohio state bowl game. Wasn't the playoffs that that year. And he opted out and 100%, you know, in some of our, our Twitter followings with my high school and stuff, it was resurfacing on social media, 100% the right decision. It paid off times a million times 35 million, whatever his contract was. So I am of the opinion that you should stay healthy, but I know a lot of fans um, and I'll see on Twitter, maybe not sports betters will try to wrap their head around it. But. Again, this is, this is before your time, but back in the day, there was a unbelievably good player named Willis McGahee who played for the Miami hurricanes. He was on a national title contending team. They were unstoppable. My family's diehard hurricane fans. Oh, you, okay. Board, so I, know. All right. <laughs> yeah. I was down in Fort Lauderdale for that uh, national championship game. So, so much fun. So incredible. That injury for McGahee was terrible, like unwatchable. And it was literally like, Oh my, you know, the dollars that he cost himself by putting himself in harm's way to go for the national championship was, it was tough to stomach. And you're just like, how are these guys not fairly compensated? It was a, that was a tough watch. And I think it was a tough lesson and players who ultimately choose their, uh, you know, personal and their family's well-being over, uh, you know, school pride, I think is an easy decision. <laughs> no brainer. Honestly. Without a doubt. So nonetheless, yeah. keep an eye out for these players, most likely opting out in the bowl games and how it affects betting these bowl games, especially with the line movement we have seen. Drew, we're doing something today that I have not seen you do ever, (laughs) ever. I got to look at the edge of the day and you're taking the Los Angeles Lakers. I have never seen this happen on Bet the Edge nor on Twitter. What is going on? Well, I'm a huge Lakers fan, obviously. <laughs> Lakers, bro, right here. Um, no, in seriousness. Extreme uh, Lakers fan. When I look <laughs> at you, I see Lakers. I have made, I think, eight bets on Lakers games so far this season, and all eight have been against the Lakers. This is the first time that I am turning turning the corner and supporting the Showtime Lakers. There are very few uh, advantage spots 
you know, it, just in general, uh, that are as good as what the Lakers have going tonight. And you actually can take last night's Memphis Grizzlies game specifically and lean into this, I think, even a little bit harder. Um, the uh, Grizzlies played a very solid first half against the uh, Dallas Mavericks last night. They are obviously shorthanded. Uh, they uh, know John Morant uh, in general. They have Brandon Clark dealing with injuries, Kyle Anderson dealing with injuries, Zaire Williams dealing with injuries. Like they have a number of guys who just are not 100% right now. And in the second half of that game against Dallas, they were the better team and they fell apart. The fatigue absolutely came crashing down on their heads. Now they got to turn around on a back to back and they got to play a Lakers team that is coming in perfectly healthy starting to find some rhythm offensively and defensively and uh, is at a, a strong rest advantage here. So uh, ultimately, are the Lakers a good team? No. Ultimately, do they deserve to be Western Conference favorites? Absolutely not. Uh, but do they deserve to be more than three and a half point favorites against the Grizzlies tonight? Yes. So fair price here is Lakers minus five by my numbers, considering the rest advantage that they have. So I have laid the points with LeBron and company and, uh, you know, realistically, if the news injury news breaks poorly for the Grizzlies, this thing probably closes at five or six. So uh, keep an eye on what uh, the status of Brandon Clark and Kyle Anderson. Opened at three, played it at three and a half. We're looking at four. I'll keep my eyes on to see how this closes with the Lakers playing the Grizzlies. <laughs> ADDIW. That's all I got to say. I'm with you on this one, my friend. <laughs> Let's go and wrap the show with my edge of the day. And I am going to a Sunday game, of course, week 14 of the NFL. Talked about it earlier with Corey Parson on the show. And Drew, I know you're on the same side. Um, it's the Chiefs laying nine and a half now, 10 points. Um, keep an eye on this where it kind of lands, but either way, I like the Chiefs to win in a blowout game. This is a really good matchup and a, at a good time for the Kansas City Chiefs. Regardless how they have been winning, they've been winning, and they've won five straight now. I remember Drew and I, we talked about this game for Week 10. We both liked the Chiefs at short two-and-a-half-point favorites. They covered that with ease. They actually won on the road 41-14 to 14 back in Week 10. I look back to the uh, – to that game in general, Patrick Mahomes, by the way, threw for 406 yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions against the Raiders then. The Chiefs, meanwhile, their defense held the Raiders to a combined 50 rushing yards in that game. The Raiders also went one for nine on third down conversions. And now we have the Chiefs, as I said, in the hunt for the one seed in the AFC. And Vegas's offense as of late has been lackluster. They've been held to under 17 points in four out of their last five games. I mentioned Kansas City, what they did last time. Um, their defense has been their strength. And you look over the past two weeks, they held the Dallas Cowboys and the Denver Broncos to nine points. The Raiders back then, in week 10, four weeks ago, had no answer for Mahomes. And I talked about it, had no answer for Travis Kelsey. Not even Tyreek Hill. This is going to be a blowout victory. Nine and a half, 10. I don't care. I love the Chiefs in this spot, Drew. Yeah, it feels like a million years ago that the Chiefs were the worst defense in the NFL. And uh, that was what was holding this team back. And now it is literally what is holding them up. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think the market is a little shy on the Chiefs in this spot, just because maybe it's it does it's not the great most it's not the greatest situational spot. They played in prime time, coming off their bye, they get a win. It was ugly. They play in prime time against the Chargers next week on Thursday. So this and they beat this team. They they, they beat the Raiders brains in <laughs> last time they played them. Um, but ultimately, I think the the uh, matchup advantage of uh, Mahomes and company against the defense that refuses to run the two high safety is where this is. Uh, uh, where this handicap ultimately lands. And I'm with you uh, laying the points with the Chiefs this week. Okay, taking the Kansas City Chiefs to beat the Raiders. And for tonight, taking the Lakers. Rare occurrence. Who's taking the Lakers? <laughs> hey, if, I love if, it if they win, 
if they win and I get it and I and I, I, I beat the uh, the whammy that you're trying to put on me uh, on top of the bad karma of backing the Lakers, then uh, then really then we're on to something. So if they win, I'm gonna go off to a store later today. I'm Lakers hot and on the show tomorrow wearing a Lakers hat like crazy. And by like crazy, I mean I'll maybe I'll get five and just keep clicking them. I don't know. I'll be a Lakers fan, I guess. Um Mr. Densek, I am Sarah Perlman. Thanks for being with us here on Bet the Edge. Today at 3 p.m. you could uh, join us on Blitzing the Board with Drew, myself, of course, and Warren Sharp. We're going to break down all week 14 lines and our best bets there. That's also on Peacock Friday night through Sunday on kickoff. Be sure to join us there. Um, we'll be back here tomorrow on Bet the Edge, powered by PointsBet at 11 a.m. Eastern with our best bets leading into the weekend. Have a great rest of your day and best of luck. And, of course, the Lakers. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/slash activecash.